Hi, I'm Jane. Welcome to my new episode, Walking with God. Hallelujah. Today I will be coming from a couple of scriptures, old and new. I will be coming from Psalms the 84th chapter and the 11th verse. It says, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. No good thing will God withhold From them that walk upright. So, a son in a shield, he is a protector. He said he will not withhold anything from us as being the children that love God, the children of God. He said he would not keep it from you. He will withhold nothing from us. But there's a condition. We have to walk upright. Somebody says, what do you mean by walk? Well, walking is living. Living upright. The walk that you walk, it pronounces the person that you truly are. And the word upright, somebody said, well, tell me what upright means. Upright means being concerned about what So when we are concerned about what is right, God calls us to be upright. And he said that he will not withhold anything from us if we live in the right way. Amen. I want to go to Psalms 37 and 14 also. The Bible says, the wicked have drawn out their sword and have bent their bows to cast down the upright conversation. The Bible also talks about the sword being at the mouth. It said there were swords in his mouth. It was smooth as butter, but there were swords that was drawn. So the Bible talks about a sword. And we know what a sword does. It cuts. 
it kills. And then it says, have bent their bows. Their bows, ready to kill. Ready to kill. A bow, if your bow goes into a certain part of your body, it will destroy you. And when it goes in your body, it's hard to get out. Depends on what part of the body it enters. And what they're trying to do with their their tongue, they're trying to destroy the right conversation. And what is the right conversation? God said he that um, put his conversation to be right. The Lord is going to do good things for him. But you have to put your conversation to be right. Your conversation got to be right before the Lord. Not talking about somebody or gossiping or, or, or putting people down with your tongue or trying to be mischievous or evil. No. God says an upright conversation. The wicked, they do this. They want to tear down the right conversation, the godly conversation. That's going to bring peace, joy, and happiness. They want to tear that down. The wicked and say, who is the wicked? The wicked are meaning they are people that try to hurt. That's who the wicked are. They all up for hurting. That's why they took out their sword. Those ready, their tongue, just their sword, and ready to take upright conversation out of here. They don't want to hear it. You go amongst people and you're talking with someone else and you're talking about the Lord. And here comes somebody else. Here comes the wicked. They're always talking about Jesus. That's all I ever hear them talking about. That's that's a shame. They don't have nothing else, nothing else better to talk about. Every time I come around, they always talk about Jesus. Because God said, if I have my conversation of right, he ain't going to hold nothing from me. My conversation is right. And my conversation is not only on earth, but my conversation is in heaven. Because God said, the words that I speak out of my mouth, one day I shall be judged by them. God is going to give me accountable for what I have spoken. That's why he said, let your conversation be holy. So, I want my conversation to be right. So, I know that's nothing that God will not do for me. Because, I watch my mouth for what I say. Hallelujah. And I'm not ready to kill with my mouth anyway. 
God said, let our conversation be without covenants. Hebrews 13 and 5. So it lets us know. Let's don't talk about what you get and looking at the Joneses, looking at your own stuff, being greedy of possessions. I got to have this. I got to have that. Don't be like a selfish person. Always talking about getting. It's always about me getting, getting. You know, I've learned that God wants us to have humbleness and to walk with Him. And nobody say, uh, well, what is humble? Humble is like a person who is ordinary, you know, ordinary, not high-minded. They have low degree. They're simple. They don't think so high of themselves than what they ought to think. They're not Mrs. or Mr. Beauty Two Shoes. You know, you know, when you know you're not better than other people, then, you know, then, you know, you can walk with God. When you think, you know, that low degree, you're not trying to be over nobody like you some big time, you know, God don't want us to think that way, our thoughts should be nice and humble and sweet, that's what God wants to walk with, you know, I'm down to earth, I'm not so like, I'm like some body's sugar daddy or sugar mama or somebody just big stuff you know and I walk all over you like you're nothing no God don't like that type of spirit he likes the spirit that's lowly because when he came to earth he came in the humbleness he could have came in a long robe with uh, royalty velvet uh, cape on and golden shoes and the shiniest crown upon his head but he came in the lowliness of it all you know God could have allowed him to be born in a mansion but he was not he was born in a, a stable where they keep the horses and the hay and the pigs. That's where he was born. Also, God just likes simple people, minded people, not 
thinking that they're so goody two shoes are they way better than anybody else on this planet Earth, which is not so. Okay, I want to elaborate on how we can walk. God says, how can two walk together except except means you have to decide to walk together. That's how you're going to walk together. That's how you're going to agree when you decide, two people decide together. This is what I want to do. I want to walk with you. Oh, and I would want to walk with you too. It makes it okay. It makes it okay. When two walk together, it makes it okay. Because they decide upon it. And nobody's arguing or fighting nobody else saying that I'm not walking with you. No, I'm not walking with you neither. No, but we both decided we're going to walk together. And when you walk together, you can be peaceful. If you want to walk with him, he said, take up your cross and follow me. God is saying, take up your cross and follow me if you want to walk with me. When you are walking with someone, you are following them. You know, that means y'all decided upon or you made a decision that this is the person I want to be with. And God makes that decision. I want to be with you too. So we're going to walk together. Say, follow me. When you're following somebody, you agree with what they're agreeing with or what they like or what they're doing. Say, oh, I follow him to the store. Because he said this store was uh, had cheaper prices. So I followed him. That means that he went to the store. Now I'm going to the store. Because I like the store. So I followed him. So we made an agreement that we both now like the store. So now we both went to the store together. We're shopping at this store that he likes. So, it's all about agreement. When you're walking with someone, when you're walking with Jesus, it's all about agreement. He said, if you want to walk with me, you have to pay a price. 
to walk this journey. There is sacrifice we have to go to in order to be the Lord's disciples and walk as the 12 disciples did. Jesus said, who seeks to save his life shall lose it. So God is saying, you seek to save this life. If you seek to walk the ways of this life, you will not gain the life that God has for you. And that life is eternal life with him. So we will have to give up something. We got to pay the price and sacrifice. We have to pay the price for something. We have to first sit down and count up the cost. How much it takes to enter in to the life Christ wants me to have or wants me to go. What is the price I have to pay for? And all God is saying is let go of the world. Don't hold on to stuff or material things. Set your affections on things above. And not on this earth where moth and rust does corrupt. And man's gonna fail down here. You don't even put your confidence in it. Because he will fail you. For God's saying, you wanna walk with me, there's a price that you have to pay and that is to deny yourself that means to give up these worldly pleasures so you can have treasures with me hallelujah glory be because that is the only way that you're going to be able to walk with me if you take up your cross which is a way of suffering, but through the suffering, everything has a cost of suffering. He said, but if you lose your life for my name's sake, you shall take it up again. He said, so you will be able to finish what he began. That's the only way you're going to be able to finish this. What you began is by taking up your cross, counting up the cost, the price of what it is to pay to walk this journey. It is a job that we're supposed to finish. 
walking with God. It is dedication. Like some pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States. You know, but when walking with God, we have to have the drive and faithfulness to walk with Him. That means we have to strive. We have to pledge our allegiance. We got to know our W's. Why? What? Where? And when? It's because we agree with the message he administers. We agree with God's message that he gives to us. What for? Why? What for? Why do we agree? What for? Because he is good to us. He cares about us. He loves us. And where? Anywhere. Because we are dedicated to living a good life. What? As rewards. What you want is worth working for. Walking requires work. It's a moving of going forward and not backwards. It is the action. This God is a God of action. Anything God is a God of rewards. He's a God that's worth working for. Walking requires work. Anything in life that we really want to do always requires work. It doesn't come on a silver platter all the time. Either physically and mentally and spiritually to receive our wages for what we do or reward for our efforts. We must work. It is a work to do things in a physical with for like exercise. They say we work out. We work our muscles and everything in us so that we can be stronger. And also for our mental status, we have to uh, put positive things inside of us to keep us going and look at life in a good way and not a bad way. For our mental stability, 
And also for our spiritual stability, we have to follow the word of God and follow God if we want to be the best we can be in this life and with God one day. So, yes, everything takes effort because we want to be the best in school. It takes effort. We have to do what we have to do to become the best so that when we go on the uh, field of what we went to school for, we will be able to help someone else in that field. So, our even... When you're going, say for instance, you are going to the store and you're getting some things for your parents. Um, all requires action. And God is a God of action. He always is on the go. And walking, you are traveling one place to get to another. So walking with Jesus, there is a reason. You must have a reason. What is our reason? We have to know that so we can have that determination in our stride. We want to slow down to look at the wayside, but that's not good. But we have to continue to the end. We all have a destination we got to get to. Despite the obstacles, you know, we have to achieve this. And also, I just want to lay an example. Like when we go to school, it requires us to get up in the morning, preparing ourselves for our classes. First thing we do, make sure we've done what is necessary. Eat our breakfast. We need that for energy. Getting our mind and focus for the lesson that we have to learn for the day. We have to do that every day until we graduate or finish school. Every day has to become a routine or we will not succeed in what we set out to do. If we let things get in our way, it will stop us from success. And that is the same way with Christ. We got to have the same determination. I'll let nothing stop me from serving my God and walk on this journey because he is my soul's desire to accomplish what I started and to walk with him and I'm going to finish. And you know, 
and walking with God, it gets hard sometimes, of course. But he is, hallelujah, our teacher. He teaches us how we can't let him, you know, be like, you know, we have to stay close to him. We can't let him go. In spite of our challenges, he will help us and as we trust in him. And that is, he is going to come through for us. He can not fix our situations that befall us if we do not stay on this journey. Sometime in journey you see nice paved roads of calm and tranquility. And other days, stormy roads filled with lightning and thunder. And other days, you have strong winds that tend to knock you down. And it causes you to have setback. But we may be cast down but not forsaken or left alone to bear the burdens by ourselves. God will comfort us and give us the words of encouragement that helps us to carry on. You know, in the Bible says, when the disciples and Jesus was walking along the ways, they often got their feet washed as a refreshing, they wash their feet in water. Sometimes you need that extra push of refreshment in God's word because sometimes discouragement comes. The devil and tries to show you, you won't finish this. It's only going to get harder as you see the long, dark road ahead. The night has come. But the light in you will help you see your way through. David said in the Bible, King David, Thy word is a lamp, hallelujah, unto my feet, and a light unto my path. His word will lead you to turn left or right so you won't get lost. And, you know, have you ever traveled in the night and you had to make sure where you were going so you read the map that you had or maybe just typed in the GPS and that, you know, you was like, okay, With this, I know that I'm going to get to my destination. Well, just like Jesus, he will be that map to glory, heaven. He will lead us until the end. 
when Jesus had went with the disciples and they were walking through the places. You know, like I said, that they was refreshing themselves because of the long journeys. You got a lot of dust on your feet and, you know, from walking through dirt and things. And, you know, there's a lot of roads out there that, of course, had a lot of debris and things. And they, they wore sandals. So they had to wash their feet. And that's the way that they help refresh themselves, their feet, so they can continue. So it's just like sometimes we have to refresh in God to keep the faith. And how do we do that? It's through reminders of God's word and what he said to us. We have to remind ourselves constantly. God is good. God did it before he'll do it again. God said, if I hold my peace, he will fight my battles. We have to remind ourselves that is how we're going to take one step after another step and another step. Constantly reminding ourselves to remember what God said. And what God said is going to lead us in the right direction and we will be able one day to reach where we were heading or traveling to on this road to get to God his kingdom so you know we want to make this journey We have to have hope in him. We have to hope in God. So we have to hope in him. God's telling us to hope in him. Don't put your hopes in this world and the things of this world. But put your hopes on things eternal where Robbers and thieves do not break in and do not steal. Who wants their house to be broken into? Be honest. No one. You want to come home and find all your stuff is gone. That would like totally drive you bananas. You'd be like, wow, man. I got to make a police report because, man, somebody got in here and stole my all my money. I had saved. They took my chairs and tables and
and you just go crazy about it. But if we walk with God side by side with him, he will get us through our hardest trials. And tribulation. He said that he that overcome it, he will get to sit with me on my throne. God is a God of agreement. And he wants us to agree and believe in him. Bible days, you know, the servants' job was to fetch water in order to help the traveling guests who had dirt on their feet to wash their feet. In Luke 7 and 44. In this walk, you will be criticized by people. They will try to find you at fault. No, the people say they are part of you. But they talk awkward against you. People try to make you even turn against people who are not Christians because they have a good heart. It was a way of greeting And showing love for someone in the Bible times. When they greeted each other with a kiss. They anointed each other's heads. They gave water for people's feet. That was the way people showed greetings when you came into the house. They would do that for you. And that was a welcome Welcome mat for you. And some people even criticize you because you're not a Christian and you do those things. You do nice things for people. They say, oh, some people are not even Christian people and why you want to use a Christian and why are you trying to be nice to them for? You shouldn't be nice to them because you're a Christian. Guys don't want us to affiliate with non-Christians like that. But Jesus came and because he was with the sinner, they say they called Jesus a wine bibber or they called him a uh, 
because he was with the sinners, they called him out his name. But then it wasn't that because, you know, Jesus was trying to be a good person and be the Christ-like example that he said he was, was to be. And the people, they didn't appreciate that. They wanted to say, you shouldn't even be like around even Mary Magdalene. The Pharisee tried to say, oh, no, why would you even let a woman like that touch you? Are you kidding? Or they will say today, I wouldn't even shake that brother or that sister hand. She's a sinner. I saw her on the corner smoking the other day. Uh-uh, not me. I don't touch her. I wouldn't touch her with a six-foot pole. Well, that's wrong because God, Jesus, he preached to the peoples. They were sinners. They was not saved. And he taught them. He had compassion. He healed people. That probably wasn't even worth his time. Like the Samaritan woman. Nazarenes didn't have nothing to do with the Samaritans. According to the laws, they, oh, the Samaritans was like, yuck to them. Like, no, <laughs> they are the lowest of the lowest. Why would you, as a Nazarene, have any dealings with the Samaritans? But that's not what Jesus did. He invited the Samaritan woman at the well. He said, if you knew whom you were talking to, <laughs> this water that I have, if you drink of this, this water, let me tell you something. You ain't going to never thirst again. You don't know who you're dealing with. You don't know who you're talking to. He said, I am the living water. Mm-mm-mm. My Lord. So don't let people define you as not being a Christian because you talk to somebody who's a sinner. You know, why are you talking to them? They was clubbing last night. Why are you trying to say something to them for? Or why are you trying to even hang in the atmosphere? Why are you doing that? Because there was a purpose. The purpose was for me to reach them. Mary Magdalene wiped Jesus' feet. She anointed his feet and wiped her hair, her tears, and wiped his feet. Now what is that? The Pharisee was like, if you know what woman you were dealing with, why are you going to go there? Do you know what you're doing, in other words? And Jesus put him in his place. He said, listen here. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. 
I came into your house and you didn't even give me water for my feet. You didn't even anoint my head. You didn't even give me a kiss. But by the Pharisees' law, they supposed to have been somebody so big with religion. But they didn't even have that type of heart to show God or to show Jesus that kind of uh, greetings. But this woman who was called a prostitute, she saw the worth of who Jesus was. And she did all these wonderful things for the Lord. And God, in return, forgave her of all her sins. It's a woman, thou art forgiven of your sin. You know, so it doesn't matter what people say in this walk. We can't let people define our walk with God and say, you're not walking with God because I just saw you over there and you was talking to that man. He's not even a Christian or that lady. Or you was having affiliation with these people and God said to come from among them. Be ye separate, said the Lord. So God has a purpose and a plan that we we don't understand. And his purpose for us being in the midst of them non-Christians is because he's trying to win them over. Or he wants us to be the light in the middle of what's going on at that moment. And that's why the purpose he uh, put us there is for us to show them a different way of life and that they don't have to go down this road that's dark and slippery but they can walk in the light like you walking in the light which is to show a difference amen so yes it was a way of greeting people when they came into your house They would do this. Have you ever been to a pond or a lake and dip your feet inside of it on a hot day? Ooh, it's chilly and cold, but so relaxing. It feels so nice. The best place to be on a hot day is to have your feet in some nice, chilly, cool water. Because it looks like uh, something about the feet. You know, the feet in the Bible uh, it talks about it represents balance. The feet in the Bible represents balance. When you stand on your feet, feet are what balances your whole body. 
Now, if you cut your feet off or your feet is gone, your body could not be balanced the way it would if you had feet to prop you. Your feet propped you up. It helps you stand firm from uh, falling to the ground. Because if you didn't have feet, you wouldn't have anything to balance you. That's why you see people in wheelchairs who don't have legs or for some reason maybe was born that way because they have no balance. If they try to stand up without their legs, they will wobble and fall because they don't have any balance. Well, feet gives us balance. And we'll be able to hold it together without falling apart. Feet is from which you stand. The Bible says stand firm. That means not being moved. They say have your feet shod with the gospel of peace. The people see you walking up to them. You are not coming with rough and rowdy and bitterness. You're coming in peace. That's what it means to have your feet shod with the gospel of peace because you're, you are ready to walk in peace wherever you go. When you are walking with the word of God, you are walking with God through his Holy Spirit. So that's the only way that you're going to be able to walk with God. You have to walk with God in peace. That's what's going to help you not be moved. It's coming in peace when you go on this journey. You have that peaceful journey with people. And you have to walk by faith when you're walking with God. And not by sight. Thank God for this beautiful word. God bless and I hope it keeps everyone walking in peace and walking with God. And let us agree upon everything that God says so that we can walk with him. In Jesus name. I thank God for all of you. I wish you would have a very good night and stay sanctified and prayed up and keep your minds on the Lord. For he said he will keep us in perfect peace who mind stayed on him because he trusted in me. God bless. Have a good night. I will see you in the next episode. Lord, stay encouraged. In Jesus' name. Bye.